football, the Bulls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to episode 53 of the Organizations Win Championships podcast and Odyssey podcast. I'm Dan Bernstein. This here is the actual Jason. I'm back. Oh, That's Jason Bernstein. And James Jackson is our producer. Well, things are happening for the Bulls. This is a very different Bulls team over the last uh, handful of games because Zach Levine isn't there. And everything's working properly, finally. The Bulls are now 11-17. and 17. They've moved up to 12th in the NBA East. They're 18th of 30 in offensive rating, 20th, 22nd of 30 in defensive rating overall, a net rating of minus 3.5. 3.5 has them 23rd of 30. So this stretch, since we last talked, there was a win at Miami, a very close loss at Miami because mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler hit the shot at the end, and then a shocking win last night in Philadelphia. Against Embiid and a very good Joel Embiid. His numbers last night were crazy. He had 34 points in the in the middle of the third quarter Getting him in foul trouble was huge, but once again, Kobe White just ate everybody else alive. I will say Tyrese Maxey is a very good player, and he he could be an all-star, and that might be your most improved player race right there. Well, but we'll, we'll get to that game in a second. I think we should start. You with... just said that. Okay, fine. Right, I was going to do the games in order. Is that what we usually do? Yes, but I just like to annoy you. Here, he's on one again. Uh, Alex Caruso exited that first heat game early with a re-aggravation of his ankle injury because Vooch stepped on him, right? (laughs) (laughs) For Caruso, I mean, you understand there's certain ways to get hurt and certain ways not to, but uh, he can find whatever you need. I I was just going to say, Caruso can, out of all the players in the NBA, Caruso is the one that's going to find a new way to get hurt most of the time. And the story of the first Heat game was really, it was, it was four guys. DeMar DeRozan, 23 points. Kobe White, 26. Vooch, 24. Io DeSumo, 24. DeSumo was 10 of 12 shooting, including three of four from three. That's pretty good. Would you stop it already? <laughs> no, I can't. If Io if DeSumo can keep shooting the way he can, he can become a very valuable weapon for them. Off most likely off the bench. I I prefer when he comes off the bench. It's going to be the, until Levine comes back. It's going to be tough to decipher whether they're going to start Caruso or Io. I don't know if that'll be a matchup based thing, but I don't really think they can go. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. There, it doesn't seem like there is one. I like Io coming off the bench, but that being said, I also love Caruso as a second unit guy. So it, it, it's whatever Billy thinks is best. I'm sure is best for the team and he, i think you were the one talking about his uh shooting coach what is peter patton peter patton and how he's not changing his form but he's changing the way he sees everything the way he looks at the basket the way maybe i don't know exactly the ins and outs of what he's doing but it's been working with io at least recently and they, they've been shooting the rock a lot a lot and they've been good shots too and are they are so so much less frustrating with Zach Levine 
It's so fun. I saw a report from Sam Amick, I believe. Mm-hmm. Sam Amick. Amick. Uh, I, I don't know. I just I just thought of the Amish pretzel yeah, shop in a, uh, in Lewisburg. It's it, Amick. That Levine would re- reportedly be open to a trade to Sacramento, and Sacramento s- said they would they would rather target Levine than someone like Pascal Siakam, which maybe that's because. See, they already have Sabonis there as a big, as a four or a five. And I I, I like Malik Monk and I like Kevin Herter, but fair, okay, thanks, please. The stats from this first Heat game, sorry, to, he got you sidetracked there. Yeah, that's the, the what ones, I do. The ones that matter, the Bulls only turned it over as a team five times in the entire game, which is absolutely remarkable considering how much the ball is moving around and how many assists they had as a team to have 32 assists to five turnovers is a pretty special night. It's okay. And, and Kobe's white, Kobe white's Kobe's white. No, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) That that would be a story. (laughs) Then we've got a, we have all kinds of problems, but Kobe white, 26 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds, no turnovers. The, and and you are the one saying he's not a point guard. He's not. He's not. He is distributing the ball and he's running their offense. He's much better in his own decision making, but he is a true lead guard. He really is not a point guard. We'll talk about him more specifically later. But that is, it's just a sensational game, especially after the deflating feeling when Caruso left the game. Right. Yeah. And we all know how valuable Caruso is to the team. He, he does so many things to help them out. Everybody's going to talk about his defense. But what they really – I know it sounds kind of corny, but he's a leader for them. And I know DeMar is. But in the absence of somebody like Zach Levine, it, it matters to have a guy on the court like that. Vooch is obviously going to be one of those guys as well. But Caruso, his valuable – valuable. Oi. His, his value cannot be overstated. The Bulls lost the second game to the Heat by a final of 118-116. It was a Jimmy Butler jumper at the end that was the difference. And it sure seemed to me that Butler, after Kobe White's breakout in the first game, was ready to come after Kobe in the second game. He wanted him, and he did the best he could to defend him. And even with that going on, even with one of the tougher individual defenders in the league on him, White was able to shoot 7 of 15, 4 of 10 threes, Seven rebounds, five assists to go along with 22 points. Yeah, it. I think part of the reason why he had such a great second half, really a great fourth quarter, was because Patrick Williams played a great game. He had 25, seven, and how many assists did he have? Four mm-hmm. and, and a plus 12. And I would have liked to have seen them go to Patrick more down the stretch with the way he was playing, but it's... It's tough for him because they don't draw up plays for him or that's what it looks like. I wish they did because he has a for their roster. He has a pretty unique skill set. And I I like what Patrick's been doing lately. He had two big shots yesterday, two big threes. And Vooch did as well. Just when we were saying he couldn't shoot the ball, he he started to he started to stroke it a little bit. Pause. And you're welcome. (sighs) And I, I want the I I want them to utilize Patrick a little bit more. I know it's tough when Kobe White's been playing this well. 
And if Vooch is hitting shots, it makes it even more difficult on Williams. But I, I, th- I think if, if they can unlock him a little bit, it makes a big difference. So you mentioned last night and how Patrick Williams played. He it was part of a another well-distributed effort where the ball was moving around. They had only 24 assists on their 42 field goals, but the, they were not bashful about shooting threes. Boy, Javon Carter, he he, he knows what his job them, is, man. man. He he knows what his job is. Three and D. That that's 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 all. That's what we want him to be. And he he knows that. I just want to preface that twice, once against Miami, once in the second game against Miami and last night against Philly, I said before the Miami game that Patrick was going to have a great game and he had 25. Against Philly, he went up on Embiid and missed a layup. And then I said, you know what? He should re- he should reverse dunk that the next, yeah, the next po- play next possession. Io threads the needle with a bounce pass in transition. He goes around Batum with a reverse dunk, and you guys might not believe me. Believe me, he was there. Well, he I had to rewind it because you didn't even see it. I said, Jason, he just did exactly what you wanted him to do. And he said, "What reverse dunk and use the basket as a defender?" I'm like, yeah, watch. And I just quickly rewound it. It was it was it was almost exactly. I know I know a little bit about basketball. I only played kindergarten through second grade, <laughs> but uh, I can uh, I, I know my way around the game a little bit. I can a, shoot. And I he can... was a hog then. And he's a hog now. I'm, I'm a, I can pass. If I get doubled, I'll pass. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll just shoot it every time because I can make it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the mentality, right? I guess. And... Call me Dion Waiters. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, I remember him. No, he was is the he one still in the league. No, he okay. was the one with the, the who quoted Kobe and said, "I'd rather go zero for thirty than zero for nine because that means I wouldn't have lost confidence." <laughs> and this is a real win against a real team, and especially where they were on this road trip. That when you know the NBA, and it includes a free night in Miami, I was shocked that they were as competitive as they were in the second game. Well, you were you were surprisingly shocked that Demar played as well as he did. Well, was we, there were some videos of some guys out. Demar was out with Kyle Lowry. Well, and, of course he was. I mean, those are his, his dudes. But you know, it, sometimes that there are if you see the way lines are set. Chicago is another place where that happens too. If a team gets to Chicago early, there is a reputation of. Uh, guys enjoying themselves. Yeah, I wonder if they go to McGee's. No, <laughs> I, I can tell you they don't. And I think most people over 21 have outgrown that. Place. Okay, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> but Embiid had Embiid is unbelievable, man. He had 40 points and 14 rebounds and six assists but, and two blocks. But he shoots a lot of mid range jump shots. I am fine with him taking those. Even he makes them every time, but. I'd rather him shoot those than open threes. And why does Tobias Harris suck now? What, He's bad. What do they say about Tobias Harris? Uh, it's something about crumble cookies. I don't know. James probably knows because, <laughs> no, because was, he's from Philly. It was some line. Everyone, of, everyone calls him a crumble cookie. I don't know what that is. But it's there was some line about if you need 25, he'll get you 18. And if you need 14 he'll get you 18 like it's it's always he had three yeah that's not enough no yeah that's that's <laughs> as a guy i think he got maxed as well he's making a lot of Ooh, money worse max tobias harris right. or zach levine all right chill out i think tobias harris scoring three points is a little bit worse however worse max deal i i think i think 
Tad, I I know I, I know you're doing this for content, but we all right. Give, give Zach some love, a, 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 just a little bit. Fine. He's so better. okay, he yes, he's a better basketball player, but than Tobias Harris, but he's still he's in, I'm I'm not a Sixers fan, so I don't know, but Zach is certainly more annoying. Has to be. I right? want to talk about the final defensive sequence in this game. Kobe. And, and after the game, Billy Donovan talked about connectedness. Five guys connected. He mentioned on offense and defense. They moved the ball around on offense. We're going to get to some of the stats in just a second regarding Kobe White and his what he's doing with, with Levine out. That's the MVP with the ball. That's Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. It takes a village to stop Joel Embiid. So what happens? If not four villages. They they try to set that screen, and it's Caruso, right? So Caruso prevents the initial ball screen. Because, because he is so good at getting around them. Well, no, well, he beat them to the spot first, so they reset the screen. Then he makes himself difficult to screen. He gets around. Vooch drops back ice. Right, he it, he almost plays they a play, zone. They play a drop it, defense, right? On, on it, pick and roll, right? And that's it. it but it's at a full drop. He he still stays close well, enough. Well, because he he Embiid shot enough mid range jump shots to know that in a situation like that he'd have to contest. So they get the recovery after the ball screen. Then here comes Embiid with the dribble into the lane. Kobe White is there. Kobe White not only is there. Leaves his feet, which jumps, is- yeah, jumps with him. But instead of going up to foul him like Embiid would think, because Kobe White's smaller, he's not known to be a defense. He's been playing great defense. Don't get me wrong, but he's not known across the league as a defensive stalwart. And he jumps, but at the last second, he kind of dips his shoulder, moves out of the way, and so Embiid, assuming that there's going to be a foul coughs the ball up and kind of taps it and way off to Rosen secures the rebound hits two free throws and that's it and it was really smart for him to make that decision that quickly in that situation shows I think it shows personal growth with him as a defender but it also shows coaching DeRozan didn't just secure that rebound oh he he grabbed he, it he knifed in from the weak side and and ripped it out of the air I'm so surprised he didn't fall not on rebounds but he, but he got the rebound, so you have one. You, maybe your your that best clutch foul shooter. Well, I mean, his daughter's been telling him. Yeah, she's. And here's your answer to Crumble Cookie, by the way. Tobias Harris sponsors a local store called Crumble Cookies. Yeah, crum, you, you know, Which, yeah. There's one here. Yeah, well, open yeah. right next to the Mariana. Yeah. right. Yeah, they're good. They're expensive, but they're they're good cookies. They're, they're too doughy. I want I want I want I want a cookie. Not, it, it, it's it's a dough ball. Okay, it, it. I'll take one. It's like a Twinkie. One bite, it's awesome. The rest of it, you can't eat because your stomach already needs to be pumped. It's 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 too much for me. Even there, yeah. there's a bakery. There's a bakery in New York called Levin Bakery, I believe. L e v a i n, and they're so much better because there's crunch. There's an actual crunch. I remember it's doughy, but there's a. I remember your two Twinkie experience. I think we were driving back. Two, the, oh, a two Twinkie experience that that could mean an, any no, number of things. I, no, not two Twink. Two no, Twinkie. Two, no, just Twinkies. I remember I don't know. No, from where were we driving back? Some probably some baseball tournament. I don't know or hockey. Uh, yeah, no, it was. It I was, remember exactly what it was. It was the day before I had appendicitis after hockey. 
We played in Indiana, in dire Indiana. Yes, and you got chicken nuggets and two Twinkies. Yes, and that, and I said that was the reason why my appendix was about to rupture. I thought it was Grabowski and the 100-mile-an-hour slap shots you were stopping. Maybe that, too. And letting you. Grabowski in. was this 250-pound moose when he was 11, and he just ripped slap shots the entire time. That's right. He, and then we played him in high school and he was terrible. He couldn't move. No. Everybody was skating right yeah, around and, him. And we were dumping it into the corner and making him chase it. I remember. That's right. I just remember I had an embarrassing goal that game when I went to play the puck and I like <laughs> fell. And <laughs> We won, though. Yeah, we won 3-2. Yes, okay, that's back right. To the story. Yeah, you had an awesome fail in that game. <laughs> but Tobias Harris sponsors Crumble Cookie there. and they say he crumbles when it matters okay now let me get you some numbers here sorry to... we got sidetracked there well, that's all right it's uh, no but you 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 got mad at me <sighs> what is schmutzy saying no this that's this is different this this is he's i'm getting this stuff from uh Jeff no i know I'm, I'm just don't saying... worry about what he, i'm on my twitter and he's looking at twitter don't worry about what Schmutzy's oh his saying. profile picture is the his profile picture is the evil monkey yes. from family guy that's awesome yes I don't even know if that, he knows that lives is. in. No, he definitely does. That lives in Chris's closet. All right. Kobe White in the last nine games, 25.4 points, 6.4 rebounds, 6.8 assists, 4.6 threes, 1.8 turnovers, and he's shooting nearly 50%. No player has ever sustained those numbers concurrently over a season ever. He's ever he's almost a ninth of the way there. So but well, he but his actual season numbers well, because of Levine. Are still great. Well, and that's part of it, and just because of the numbers. So the Bulls are now 52 and 19 in the last three seasons when hitting at least 10 threes and shooting at least 40% on their maybe shoot a lot of them. Well, oh my goodness. They they did it three times in the first 20 games and now six of the last eight. Here's where some th things really hit home that we've talked about at length. In their first 19 games, and we thank Jeff Fairer as always for helping out the OWC pod. In the first 19 games, the Bulls averaged 21.9 assists per game. Last nine, 27.4. Let's look at the turnovers. Let's see. Is that but what's next? What's no. next is this man to whom we may owe an apology. I think we do. We talked a lot about DeMar Jail last year. He's been good. And he's buying in and he's doing everything that's asked of him. He is shooting more threes and he has gone from 5.2 assists in his uh, 26 games overall in the last eight without Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan's assists have jumped to 6.6. That's that what he's been doing has been, as he's been, who would have thought that he would be this valuable for them right now? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really important. And I think this has also told us who the problem is. Yeah. And, I, I don't I still don't think he's in, on a championship team, especially at this point in this in his career. He's not a number one option. He's not. But it it's it's refreshing. It's it's refreshing to see. And I don't know what's going to happen this offseason with wh whether he leaves or stays because his contract is up. But. Uh, I would I almost like old DeMar more because he, he can't people aren't buying his shot fakes as much. And he, he's not as fast as he's he's lost maybe a quarter of a step, half a step. And 
it's leading him to share the ball not necessarily share the ball more, but it's fewer my turn possessions. Agreed. I, I do some in some situations, if the other team is having a run and they just need a bucket, they need to slow things down or go foul hunting. I am fully okay with him saying, you know what? I'm just going to get a bucket here. Try to draw a foul time and a place. There's absolutely, it's absolutely a useful skill that he has scoring points. Yes. Yeah. It's all right. It's, but it's, you don't want it to detract from letting the offense breathe. When you look at what's happening to everybody else, to Vucevic for Patrick Williams to have everybody. It, it, well, it's well, we already talked Caruso, about Kobe, but Caruso as well. Specifically, everything's breathing. Yeah. Nothing gets bogged down. And the offense makes sense. And it's been great to see. I don't know where it leads. And I know there's some. It's fun, though. It can, it's fun basketball. And there's some cynical Bulls fans say, great. Now they're going to come making trade offers for Caruso. And AK is not going to do it because he doesn't want to break this up. And they're going to make trade offers for DeMar. And he's not going to move him because he doesn't want to break this up. I, I I do think there's a reason. Live in the, live in the moment. Live in the moment. Just, wow, just listen to you. Yeah. You don't sound like yourself. Are you okay? I don't know. I would ask if you're. Getting I went enough... to the dentist today. Maybe they scratched my brain a little bit. I would ask if you're getting enough sleep, but I, I, I think I have the answer to that. I've been sleeping a lot. Just, dude, seriously. I'm, at, I'm on break right now. What's, what's weird is going to sleep and being up on my phone all night and realizing, huh, I don't have work to do. It's kind of, kind of interesting, and I don't know if I like it because it, it, it. it it gives me a routine. It keeps me motivated. I'll give to you work to do. You want work? Hell no. Not not from you. I'll give you work. No. I'm, I, have, I have a boss. His name is Brad. He's great. In the summer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of work, you actually did some on Sunday. I did. Uh, this credentialed member of the media represented the OWC podcast at the Windy City Bulls Motor City Cruise. Cruise game. Fun game. Yeah, it ended up being fun. It's a bad start. They were down like 40 to 13 or something. Yeah, Jared Roden, I will say that's the two-way on De on Detroit. He, he can he can play. I think they, they've they lost, what, 24 in a row or something? So maybe give him a shot. So tell me what we're going to hear from your post-game interview. I talked to Bulls two-way player and 2023 NCAA tournament most outstanding player, Adama Sanogo, the UConn Huskies legend at Kind of. They've had a lot of players. I don't know if he's a legend. Uh, he's up there. And I also talked to NBA vet and former number. You know, he was recruited. Number three overall. Pick, number right? three overall pick in 2010, 11. You know, he was recruited more heavily than DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall. He was the number one player in the class of 2009. Derek Favors played for the Utah Jazz, New Orleans Pelicans, and Oklahoma City Thunder. And he's now with Windy City. So where are, I, we, where are we starting? So we're going to start with Sonogo. I, I asked him a number of questions. He's really nice guy, really fun guy. Not Kawhi Leonard, but fun guy. You know that bit, right? Yes. And I, I talked to him about his experience playing international basketball versus American basketball after playing in the in the U-17 World Cup. You just mentioned your international team when you played U-17. So how does the style of playing international ball vary from American basketball? It's very different, you know, by the pace. You know, we're not like a, like a girl, you know, like, like, there is basic, you know, it's an old, old school basketball, you know, you need 
to like, like you need to be like you need to adapt to the system. You need to like understand basketball, you know. But here the pace is like different. You know, you can be slow. You know, like, like it's very different. But I was able to like because I came here in high school, so I had enough time to like adjust it. You know, and go there, like I came here in high school. You know, so yeah. I had enough time to adjust it. Go to college, then I'm here now. You know. You just mentioned your international team when you played U17. So how does the style? Of- okay, so. His accent is very heavy. So, yeah, so and he grew up in Mali. I asked him about how he played soccer before playing basketball. Mm. That, that was that was great, but it just doesn't have too much to do with this. He's, he seems like an interesting cat, though. He, he really is. And what I found what I found really interesting was he said in the NBA you can be slow and still be effective. And when you look at Jokic, especially, mm. you look at Luca. You look at someone nicknamed Slow Mo, Kyle Anderson. Not, not many. He's not at the level of those two guys, but he's a, he's been in the league a while. He's a good player. Vucevic is slow but effective. Correct. And Kyle Anderson, great dude, by the way. Really? Oh yeah. He he was training uh, at Quest Sports Academy. Oh, okay, and he sure. Played catch with one of the yes, kids yes, I was yes, coaching. Yes, yes, yes. Running football, so, right? Yeah. Really nice guy. And I, I, because when you think of basketball players and you think of NBA basketball. We were watching Tyrese Maxey last night, Kobe White. You think De'Aaron Fox. You, you think of speed, and you think of athleticism. But when he said you can be slow in American basketball, I, I think that's interesting because maybe the the pace mm-hmm. that slower guys have, it completely stops the speed of the game so they can make it their game if it, because they're not caught up in that speed. If you are enormous, it helps. And obviously, you, you you can't just be slow. You have to also be a superior positional defender. You've got to be probably, if you look at what how Jokic has broken the mold, it's you have to be all those things to make up for a lack of foot speed. Correct. Some of those guys are special players, but Kyle Anderson, he's a he's a he's a role player. He's he's that. He's a really good bench player. So he can start too. And he's not, you know, he's not huge. He's not, he's, he wouldn't, he's not what you would say elite at an NBA level. And he's still very effective. And it, it's, I found that really interesting. And I, Sunoco can move a little bit. He, he's not he a just, not, not a great leaper, but he was running the floor in transition with the ball. Like he can handle the ball. And I, I didn't see that in the first game I went. So I, I like that developmentally. I also talked to him about what he's working on. He said he wants to work on his body. I mean, he yeah. he's huge, but he said he wants to work. The, that's the main thing is staying in shape for to be at an NBA level. And he also said he's going to work on his shooting, which I think if he could make a lot of threes, who knows? Who knows what will happen? He's smart. He's very smart. And he's a, he's a smart player, smart guy. Nice guy, and I really had fun talking to him. And you also spoke to a 33-year-old Derek Favors, and I'm just I'm surprised he's he has any desire to play at this level. That, I, I asked him that too, but what I was really interested to talk to him about was the evolution of NBA basketball and what he's seen over his career and how he's adjusted. What ways the style of basketball in the NBA changed over your career, and how have you felt like you've adjusted to it? It changed multiple times. Um, when I came into the league, it was still a you know too big. You had a big four, the big five, and it was still a post up game. Then it kind of started changing to you know a mid range game. And then it kind of just went out to the three point line. And um, 
you know, I think over the years I adjusted to it well. I made it work, and um, you know, just right now, you know, it's, it's a it's a five out. You gotta be able to to do a lot of stuff as a big, and um, I'm still working on it, just still trying to figure it out. In what way is the solid basketball in the NBA? Yeah, yeah inter- interesting stuff from both guys. I also think before we conclude talking about the Windy City Bulls. Big congratulations from a place that has always championed Henry Drell, who he needs a nickname. The uh, the Estonian, the, he's the second. He will be when he makes his NBA debut. He will at some point as I'm a sure. as a two way player on the Bulls. I'm, I hope he will. He will follow Martin Mursep as only the second Estonian player ever in the NBA. And I know you talked to him last year when we went out to the game. I talked to him. I talked to him at the game in November mm-hmm. against that was what team was that? Oh boy. Sioux Falls. It was Sioux Falls. And I I congratulated him yep. yesterday. Yes. Was that you're, yesterday? Two days ago? Sunday. Two yeah. days ago. Yeah. But you're and that's your I, guy. That's my guy. He, he got I, his deal. I'm really I'm really happy for him. And I've I've been on it. I've been on it. He he's what I noticed was his defense is incredible. Yeah, he, he for a big dude, he has a very low athletic, on his toes defensive stance. And Sonogo also said that that's something he's working on as well is being able to guard one through five. And I I think that's Drell. I. I don't know about an, at an NBA level, just because strength wise, I think he might be a little bit overwhelmed by some of the bigger guys. But if he gains a little bit of strength, I think I think who who knows that now he can use that weight room in, in their real facility and and get bigger. And we'll see what happens. Who knows what will happen? But also, do you want to get back on the favor stuff? Or? No, I, I, I want to briefly also talk about what I do want to talk about that, though. Well, OK. Yeah, like we, we talked through the Sonogo stuff. So, I, I, you, why, why Go couldn't ahead. we talk about the favor stuff? I was just surprised that favor said it evolved multiple times because I know he came into the league in 2011, 2010, 2011, and he was a one and done guy at Georgia Tech. And he, he talked about playing LeBron and D Wade. That was, he said that was when he knew he really fit in the NBA was early in his rookie season in a game. Uh, at home against the Miami team Hmm. where he had 13 and 13. Um, I, what I thought was cool was how he said the evolution from going from a, like a big four and a big five. So a big front court. And then that moving into a mid range game. I thought that was interesting because I always thought those two went hand in hand. If you, Mm -mm. people always said, big man's game and i it seemed like the same time period as you know the mid-range game you think of you know 90s early 2000s you think of jordan kobe what damar i mean he's he's not old old but he's old and and then he said it just stretched out to the three-point line because he he was a good mid-range shooter and he can make a three every once in a while and so i thought i thought that was really cool to hear that the game evolved multiple times it is interesting and you also got to witness something that is the as happy as you are for henry drell there's a finite number of two-way contracts that are available on every team and you you got a little lesson in uh, pro ball life after when i was waiting to interview i was i think i was done with the snowgo interview derek uh, derek took a little bit of time he needed to shower he walked out of the locker room with two takeout cases i i could smell buffalo sauce um oh don't do him like that it, what 
It smelled awesome. I know, but don't man, don't just stay out of that man's uh, meals. No, I, I'm not staying. He can do exactly what he wants. Okay. I'm, I'm not blaming him in a, in, for a second. Okay, because no, I, I don't know if no, he has you, someone telling him that he's going to no, watch no, his conditioning no, or anything. No, okay. no, okay. that is not what I'm saying. I texted you in the middle of the game <laughs> saying that he looks like you can tell that he's an NBA player okay. just because right. of how big his arms are. And so he, no, so no he he's out. he's well, he's very well conditioned. He, right. he he's allowed the hell okay just making sure some guys may not Jesus want it out Christ. there because maybe sometimes they tell their their trainer that they're having their you know boneless skinless chicken breast or i know people who uh, back in the day when i used to work with dan jiggins <laughs> maybe you could give a couple <laughs> no, to drill jigs jigs would order <laughs> they would have on the air they're like hey i'm going to sammy's what do people want and then jigs would be like uh on the air, he'd say, I'll have a Greek salad with the oil and vinegar dressing. And then he'd get on the talk back and he'd go, too Polish with everything and cheese fries. But you wouldn't hear that. So then he, then he would, he'd come back and he'd eat it. And then he'd tell everyone, he's like, don't say anything on the air, but I don't want my cardiologist to hear me. He'd be mad at me. Because <laughs> he, was, he was, his cardiologist told him his heart was going to explode if he kept eating like that. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes guys don't want to know that. But he's he, he's fine. I, I asked him his uh, the last question I asked him was whenever there's a team dinner, are you going to be the one paying? He said he, he said it, it was a resounding no. It was oh, a, really? He said no. He said if I have to, I will. But okay. he he, the, he he just he laughed and then he just went no. Okay. So Good, I'm glad make, you asked him that. Making him earn it. I'm glad, um, I'm glad you asked. But that. back to the back to the the business of the NBA. Mm-hmm. I Justin Lewis, who was released to sign Drell to the two way, was there after the game saying hi to T. He, he's still going to be on Windy City. He they flew to Orlando. They're not in the G League showcase, but they were they might have a few games. They were practicing there and he it it it, it sucked. I mean, obviously they, he had, they waved him. Yeah, from he his two way. Yeah, he had he had. A, I mean, he was smiling, saying hi to everyone. But you, I mean, it sucks and he after the game he there were a couple trainers and he was working on his jump shot i don't know if he was working on his jump shot but he was getting shots up i mean but, but he didn't miss once he's still he's a professional basketball player. Uh, it's, it's crazy and it it i don't know it, it didn't break my heart but it, it i kind of felt bad because he, he is a person and i know he knows that it's a business and he it, it sucks because he tore his acl last year so he wasn't able to play and maybe i think just develop or get some experience talk to the coaches it it, it sucks but that, that's the way that's the way it is and I'm, I'm sure if something happens he he can sign right back or you know maybe another team will pick him up so it, i don't think he's young or he can out- go overseas and get a big check from somebody oh also henry drell actually turned down a check from overseas I for know. a lot more money i know he did and just because he bet on himself to chase and, the dream here and and it paid off with that that brings us to the organization's win championships college showdown Jason thinks he knows where every currently rostered NBA player went to college. I don't think I know that at all, but I do think I got a pretty good idea of where some of the old vintage players went. So that's how we play this game. Correct. All right. Are you going first? Sure. I got it. Ready? Yep. We will start with Sacramento guard Colby Jones. 
Nope. Um, Nothing? Arkansas. I have no idea. Xavier. There it is. Boy. Golden State Guard, Brandon Paz- Paz- oh. Podzienski. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, no. This is going to kill me. Why? Why will it kill you? Because I know this and I don't know. Either it. you know it or you don't know it. Santa Clara? Yes, sir! <laughs> I knew I was going to, I was debating between Santa Clara and UCSB. So, Santa Clara. Yes. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Nick's guard. Yeah, did you see the charge he took against Shaden Sharp to win the game? No. He's been playing great. Nick's guard, Daquan Jeffries. Colorado? No. Villanova? No, it's a Juco. Oh. It's West Texas College. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back at you with at least one of these, but I think <laughs> okay, I think... an extra one there tossed in for you. All right, Send all right. Them. First up, we have former Hornets guard Muggsy Bogues. Oh, Muggsy Shot. Bogues went to Wake. He did go to Wake Forest. My my least favorite school. Get over it. No, I'm over it. You better believe it. I'm way happier where I am than I would have been. Yes. So next up, we have former Bullets guard Jeff Malone. Damn it. I love Jeff Mullen. Great player. Yep. Classic shooter two guard. That's a great name. And I should know where Jeff Malone went. Two-time all-star. I'm going to say he went to South Carolina. He, you're, you're right conference, Mississippi State. Okay. I pictured like red. Yeah. He, okay. He like dark red. Yeah. And next, you're going to love this name. Last but not least, we have journeyman Le- journeyman wing Lloyd Daniels. That's my dude. I know. Well, he went to a million colleges. I'm doing the one that was on Basketball Reference. Okay, because he he started at UNLV. And not, I I'm not giving you that. Okay, Tarkanian and Mark Wharton. I I know Lloyd. I know that that's your guy. So then... I'm doing the one that was listed on Basketball Reference. So I sometimes I give them to you. Okay, honestly, I, I I think he went to like six or seven colleges. I'm 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 giving you know, one shot because you know him so well, like one school. But they could too bad. I've given you so. I, fine, fine. I'm I'm not going to complain. I'm trying to. Buy my, I'm trying to buy myself time here. Where did they finally say he went to college? After he left Vegas, and then. I, did he? He went to was it not San Jacinto? Was it San Jacinto Junior College? No, I don't remember which one they actually credited him for going to officially because he never graduated from anywhere. So he's he's definitely not a college graduate. No, do you want to? Yeah, I, I don't know. You're you were kind of close. Mount San Antonio. Mount college. San Antonio. As I knew, it was one. Of, it was in that same group with like Odessa and San Jacinto. Mount San Antonio. Okay. When he said San, yeah, uh, I yeah had a little heart attack. Yeah, there. I know he. I know he was there. <laughs> not not quite the heart attack that I had when Darnell Mooney just had Don't a even. game in his Don't stomach. Even. All right, that is it for episode fifty three. So like it, rate it, review Artist it. Artist Gilmore episode. That's right. This yeah. is this. Then the next one will be the my age episode. We finally we've, we've been on Oof. that for that long. Think about that. Over a so, year. So rate it, like it. 
what else? Subscribe. Correct. Long episode today. And oh, and, and wrap it in the best Christmas wrapping and place it under your tree for as a present for yourself. And you can come downstairs on Christmas morning and unwrap it and be informed and entertained about Bulls basketball. You can put it on the mistletoe and give it a kiss too. 